Mate, you know that we're actually starting the podcast. What are you up to over there? What are you doing? Ah! Right, let me describe it. Bush is slapping his chest with, with brown tape. I've bought a new jumper. Yeah. And I've had it on for the day. Mm-hmm. Just taken off now because things have hotted up in the studio, as you're about to find out by listening to the show. <laughs> uh, and it's just deposited fluff all over my... T-shirt, my black T-shirt. Well, if that's what's going on, I salute you for your improvisation. I normally use my Minky de Bobbler at home for that kind of thing. You what? A Minky de Bobbler. Sounds like a, a someone who sings during the wartime years. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> for the German Ladies side. Ladies and gentlemen, Minky de Bobbler. Sometimes during the war. I was... <laughs> no, Minky is, uh, they are a, a, a brand of a little sort of uh, home convenience. But is this, is this... This is not debobbling, though, is it? This is defluffing. Do they do a minky defluffer? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's her friend. <laughs> oh, I, I I thought Minky was a bloke. Oh no, I'm thinking of like a wartime like a, oh, a, a raven-haired woman. Oh right, so like some kind of Doris Day Minky debobbler. Smokes a little plastic a cigarette <laughs> on the end of a plastic holder and has got uh, elbow-length black leather gloves. Um, if you um, have in your mind what Minky debobbler looks like, uh, do or her friend Minky defluffer, <laughs> or do send your <laughs> your sketches to AbsoluteRadio.co.uk, but put a home time in front of it. Oh, that was the worst way of giving out an email I address like it. ever. It's like my nan. <laughs> His podcast. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Listen to Hometime through the free Absolute Radio app to choose your soundtrack this evening. Bastille on Absolute Radio. Fleetwood Mac on Absolute 80s. Elbow on Absolute Radio Noughties. You can download it for free right now. It's Bush and Richie. Hope you're having a good Monday so far. I've just seen the weirdest thing at King's Cross train station. To the point where I think it might be paranormal activity. And I just want to check whether I'm... It, maybe I'm just seeing it. Yeah, I'm your man on trains, far away. Trains and the supernatural and <laughs> unexplained, aren't I'll you? I'll take them both. He's an authority on all of these things. Just a bit of context. Uh, I met my partner and our youngest daughter because they've just come back on the train from the northeast. They've been there for the weekend. Hence you guys helping me out with my uh, Home Alone tea on Friday night. But anyway... Don't think I've not forgotten about that. It's still there in the mind, still parked. Uh, anyway, I was sat there because I got there a little bit early because their train was a bit delayed because of the storms and that today. And I looked up and I noticed that King's Cross has apparently got a platform zero. <laughs> platform, <laughs> platform zero. What? What is that? <laughs> the, the weird thing is, obviously, King's Cross is the station where the Harry Potter thing is, right? Yep. What's that station? Uh, platform nine and nine. Is it nine and three quarters? Nine and a quarter? One and two? Nine and a half? It's like a weird, like ghost platform. That yeah. does, I don't know anything about Harry Potter, but it doesn't exist or whatever. Is that what it is? Yeah, and he jumps through like a great big pillar to get to it, doesn't he? Well, they've got one platform zero right there, which has got similar <laughs> strange. <laughs> Para, like uh, ethereal kind of uh, settings around it. It's very, very bizarre. But, you know, with the kind of uniformity and uh, the precision of the train station these days, I, I just didn't think they would have a platform zero. Do you know what? It's a thing, all right? My journey home, right? And you're, you're, you'll probably have this with your commute. You do it every day. You study things. You notice things. Yeah, the little things. When I get off the train or get on the train at Tottenham Hale Station, right. it's got a platform four, three, two... That's it. That's a wind-up, isn't it? There's no platform one. Just rejig the numbers. That's a wind-up. That's a real wind-up. Yeah. That gets me OCD going a little bit, that. It's really strange. It's not on. So, look, I don't know whether it's... Am I the one that's... It's just me... There isn't a platform zero, and I'm going mad. I've been quite tired recently. <laughs> Maybe it's that I was in a real rush. 
If it is a real thing, what are they playing at at King's Cross? I mean, come on, reorder the numbers for crying yeah. out loud. Because they might go, oh, we go all the way up to Platform 9. They're selling themselves short. There's actually 10 platforms there. Because <laughs> Nort should be Platform... Don't even get me started. So any further intel on this, surely it cannot be a thing. Get in touch now, 8, 12, 15, or you can tweet at Absolute Radio. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. Monday's Home Time with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. Tomorrow's Home Time. It's Brit Awards night. Ross Buchanan's going to be on the red carpet for us, reporting into the show and letting us know what's going on. Meanwhile, we've got a right old mystery going on. I was at King's Cross train station earlier on. They seem to have a platform zero. What the hell are they playing at? Is this some kind of psychological game? And hear the implications. Listen to this text. Bush and Ritchie, my mum was waiting for a train at King's Cross and it said Platform Zero. She didn't know there was a Platform Zero and just thought the platform hadn't been assigned yet. When she asked a member of staff, they looked at her oddly and said the train is leaving from Platform Zero now. She made it by the skin of her teeth. Child under one arm, suitcase under the other, running through King's Cross Station. It's madness. This one is almost a confession from a lady called Kelly. I worked on a station remodel blockade over Christmas one year. We added in an extra platform to the station and we named it Platform Zero. So she's part of the problem. We did it on purpose to avoid further confusion, she said. How is that avoiding further confusion? <laughs> Listen to that story of that fella's mum. <laughs> uh, Alan's on the phone. You want to re- uh, you want to uh, report some more mysterious scenes, Alan? Yeah, well, the one that's near where I live in Croydon, uh, West Croydon train station, actually has a Platform 1, a Platform 3... And a platform four, but does not have a platform two. What? So your Richie station? What was your local one? Tottenham Hill. It's got a four. It's got a three. It's got a two. It's got no one. What is going on? <laughs> oh, it's mental. I kind of understand it myself. I use it quite a lot. Just that was sad. Why there's no platform two there? It's bizarre. It really it's, it's almost like a paranormal thing, isn't it? It's, it's almost a ghost type situation. It's hard enough trying to commute. I feel they're playing with us. They are. They're mucking with our minds. Oh, that's right, yeah, I've got to make it entertaining, haven't they? Because sometimes it could be an absolute nightmare, so I think they're just playing with us just to trip us up a little bit. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Steve Sims emails in to say hello they have a platform zero at Cardiff Central too the first train I called from it I nearly missed because I didn't believe the signs and couldn't work out what the hell it was this is a show that prides itself on trying to find answers maybe Alex in Halifax has given that to us okay he says maybe there are only a set number of platforms allowed in the UK if they want to build a new train station they have to pinch (laughs) platforms from other stations that is mind blowing that's a game changer isn't it if that is the case, keep an eye out on the next panorama. Well, Hannah in Barnsley has an interesting point here. She, she says they obviously had to call it Platform Zero because renaming it Platform One would have meant that Platform Nine and Three Quarters would shift to Platform Ten and Three Quarters and that would have caused too much disruption to the Hogwarts Express timetable. The Ministry of Magic wouldn't have stood for it. Although Tom comes back in a text and says the worst thing about Platform Zero at King's Cross is that it means that Platform Nine and Three Quarters photo op and the Harry Potter store is between now uh, between Platform platforms eight and nine. They'd be in the right place if they'd actually numbered the whole new platform and replaced the old taxi rank. Numpties, he adds. Uh, Felpsy in St Ives in Cornwall says, evening chaps, I once stayed in a hotel uh, near Land's End that had a room zero. If that wasn't weird enough, the receptionist pronounced it room instead of room. Shivers down my spine, he adds. Uh, I thought we'd solved everything and now Phil opens up a new can of worms. You've got a problem with Heathrow Airport? 
Well, there's never been a... Well, Terminal 1 just disappeared. They're doing a refurb, weren't they? They built Terminal 5 and, uh, a few years ago. Another 4, a 3, a 2. But the number 1 doesn't exist. It's not there. And, and what's your job, Paul? Tell us what you do. I'm a chauffeur. Right, so I'm in and out of the airport all, all the time, so I know, I know the place very well. Okay, so but you've got the intel. No Terminal 1, yeah. yeah. Even worse than that, there's a ramp that leads up to Terminal 1 and there's nothing there at the top of the ramp. It's swapped oh. off. Well, right. do you know what? We're, we're trying to get answers and I've just gone on Google Maps <laughs> to try and work this one out. Uh, it's it's There's a Marks and Spencers where Heathrow Terminal 1's meant to be. Really? According to Google Maps. <laughs> So it's gone, and it's just been replaced by a shop. They've done away with an international airport ter- uh, terminal, and exactly. instead you can go and get some exactly. really nice food. Hey, Paul, if you go on up that ramp, you probably end up in the fruit and veg section of uh, Marks and Spencer's. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, there you go. There could be people still up there, stranded. You know, <laughs> this is this is a zombie movie now. It really is. It's, it's taking a real turn, isn't it? <laughs> love it. Love it. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. Bush and Richie here with Home Time. Friends with benefits on the way home on a Monday night. The benefits, of course, music and chat. <laughs> That's it. There was a moment earlier today that I didn't think I'd be in any fit state to be with you this afternoon. It's weird you should say that because uh, I saw a little tweet from you earlier on. In fact, my other half, Katie, texted me to say, is Richie in work today? (laughs) So I had an eight o'clock appointment at the dentist this morning. What a wonderful start to a Monday that is for anybody. Uh, I knew it was going to be what the dentist had said. Next time you come, I'm going to give you a deep clean. Okay. I just thought this was like what the hygienist might do. I didn't realise as I bounced into the surgery this morning that this was going to mean injecting both my gums and numbing both my jaws. Is that what they call a deep clean? <laughs> well, that's what's needed to do the deep clean. And it was half an hour of of that, like, the, the suction thing oh. being in there and the scratchy thing being in there. Half an hour of it. Both jaws gone. And, like, you, you get to the end and they say, oh, have a rinse. <laughs> you, you, you put the stuff in, it just falls out your mouth because you can't feel. It's quite like that little pink liquid they give you, though. That's quite. Is it like root beer? It tastes a bit like root beer. I, I'm not sure it actually is. Root I also beer. hate the uh, the bit. You think the sucky outy bit would be the best bit because it gets rid of all the, the stuff that's coming off your teeth, but that bit where the sucker gets stuck to the side of your tongue. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's horrible. It's terrifying. I've recorded a little video uh, on my walk home from from the dentist this morning just to try and qualify as to how bad it was. I've just had a deep clean at the dentist and they numb my hell mouth and I feel like I've just gone 12 rounds with Mike Tyson. Listen to the sound of you. Well, come on, one more time, listen I've to this. I've just had a deep clean at the dentist and they numb my hell mouth and I feel like I've just gone 12 rounds with Mike Tyson. It's not dissimilar to John Hurt as John Merrick. <laughs> it's 8.45 this morning. That was, that was the best speech I could do. But do you know what? Here's the worst thing, right? Yeah. I got home. I wasn't expecting any of this. I was in quite some state. My wife laughed. She was laughing at you? Laughed in my face for about five minutes. It's like dribbles coming out of me. I would have been expecting TLC or something like that. I wanted sympathy. I just I just wanted to say, oh, wow, that must have been horrible. Are you OK? Let you, me make you... Oh, no, you can't make you anything, because you can't hold it in your mouth. Exactly. <laughs> and then it's like, come on, right, I've got, you need to drop me to work and look after Rocco for the rest of the morning. I just needed a little bit of sympathy. And I, I reckon there's many of us there in this situation. You might have trodden on some Lego this morning or stubbed your toe. Yeah. And you're in real pain. Do you know what, actually, earlier on this morning, I've been obviously sorting the house out before my other half gets back. You know the panic you have. I'd be, I tried to lift one of the filing cabinets drawers out to take it downstairs 
I think I might have pulled my back. You're right. But I'm not going to get any sympathy at all, I don't think. We well, get it from me. Thank you very much. And thank you for the sympathy that you were giving me earlier well, as well. This is exactly the whole point of this thing, isn't it? So we're opening up the Home Time Sympathy Desk. If you are not getting the sympathy from your other half or your mates, whatever the situation, Bush and I are the perfect people to give it to you. We absolutely are. 8 12 15, text us, what's up? Or you can tweet us at Absolute Radio. The Home Time Sympathy Desk is open for business. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Rihanna the dentist here, guys. Man up, floss more, we don't whine, kids whine. Do you know what? It was painful at the dentist this morning. Yes, she'd numbed me teeth, but I wasn't expecting any of that. I did feel like I'd gone the full rounds with Mike Tyson. I just wanted a little bit of sympathy, not laughter in my face as I was trying to drink and the dribble was falling back out of my mouth. It's debilitating, isn't it? It is indeed. So the Home Time Sympathy Desk is up and running. Uh, to provide that sympathy, you might not be getting it home. Um, Hi there, I'm a dentist, says James. I am listening to your show in my surgery right now. Impeccable taste. Thank you, James. I'm laughing because my nurse, Helena, always gets people's tongues with the suction. Each time it happens, she's more scared than the patient. It's weird because you're having all this drilling done, all this poking around with hooks like more akin to being on a boat in medieval times, and it's weirdly getting the side of your your tongue sucked by by the tube is the thing that's the more scary. Exactly. So look, it it doesn't all have to be dentist-related. You wouldn't believe the amount of people who are getting in touch tonight about uh, stuff that's happened to them in their lives and their loved ones are not giving them the credit they deserve for what they've gone through. And we've got Phil on the line right now. Phil, tell us about what's happened to you. Um, well, I've had a, a fantastic appointment uh, today. Um, <laughs> right, parallel glass. Um, yeah, I've had a vitectomy. So you can oh, imagine what I'm getting at home at the moment. So, in terms of that operation, do you? I thought you stayed in. Do you not stay in overnight, Phil? No, 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 no. Far from it. No, in and out. <laughs> I'd want to. St- I'd want to stay in for a week. Me too. Make it two weeks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Phil, are you driving while she speaks to us at the moment? I am. Yes. So it's you bad. sat on. You sat on anything, or were you just like just not? No, I'm uh, sort of arching my back slightly. Oh, um, Phil. I'm trying to uh, think of England. Wow. I hope you've got an automatic car. (laughs) (laughs) And a loose pair of shorts or tracky bottoms. (laughs) Phil, is anyone there to give you sympathy? That's the whole point. Are you not getting any sympathy from anyone because of this? None whatsoever. None whatsoever. Phil, I mean, look, collective Bush and Richie arms round you right now. I I, I almost want to find out Phil's address and turn up with a casserole for him like they used to do in Neighbours quite (laughs) a bit. That's great, guys. Thank you so much for your support. Couldn't do it without you. Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Uh, hi guys, I spectacularly broke dry January on the 30th of Jan by consuming copious amounts of red wine at a friend's house and slipped up on her patio whilst modelling some fetching pink crocs. I bruised my tailbone and two and a half weeks later I still can't sit down. And as I'm a nurse, I I am literally the butt of the jokes in our staff room right literally now. Literally the butt of the jokes. No sympathy whatsoever. 
Well, you've got it from us. Uh, as has this particular story, my husband deserves your sympathy. I did an excellent job of polishing the wooden floor in our house. I used Pledge, it looked amazing. He walked in, took off his shoes and whoosh, oh, no. his feet went straight out in front of him, <laughs> cartoon style. Landed flat on his back. Poor guy, I couldn't help him for laughing. Gee, it sounds like she's trying to bump him off <laughs> in many ways. Uh, Sarah, why do you need our sympathy? Basically, my husband went to work and I had a nice day and I was cooking a nice roast dinner for him. And then as I was draining my spud, um, I poured the hot water all over my left hand and really burnt myself. And um, he came home, anyway, I thought myself bad. He came home and I still managed to carry on cooking. And um, I told him all about it and he just, he just laughed and just walked off. And I was just like, for God's sake, I was have a little bit of tin sympathy for one. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Talking about draining spuds there, the earlier caller, Phil, thinks you're having a pop at him. <laughs> but um, that's, it can be quite painful, though, getting it. You've, you've got technically a burnt hand, haven't you? Absolutely, yeah. That's a first aid and everything. And you're trying to make some beautiful roast potatoes. Yeah. I was, I was. I was frosting them all over to go in the oven. Sarah, I hope you don't mind me saying this about Danny, but he sounds like a monster. He does sound like a monster, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, and did he go? Yeah. Did he give you any nice comments about the the quality of the roast dinner at the end? Anyway, he did. He always compliments my food, and it was lovely. So yeah. Compliments your food, but he's not so hot if you got an injury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about right. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. It'll be Friday before you know it. Monday night's Home Time is Bush and Richie here on Absolute Radio. Hey, I tell you what, if it's Friday, that means it'll just be a couple of days to go until the Home Time Pub Grub Showdown. The, the countdown is on. It happens on Sunday. Thank you to everybody who bought tickets. We sold out in, like, 48 hours. Yeah, which is great. The Vintry Pub, Central London. Thank you to Fuller's for donating such a gorgeous pub to us. It's basically a menu designed by Richie, three courses, versus a menu designed by me. Let's see who wins out in the end. Uh, we teamed up with Fuller's, all proceeds to the event going to the Special Olympics, which is a great charity. Great charity. Uh, providing year-round sports training and athletic competition for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. So, uh, hoping to raise uh, a lot of money for them through our menus that we have devised. Can't wait for people to try them. Uh, two starters each, two mains each, two desserts each. Let's find out a little bit more about the dish that makes up Bush's main. It's bangers and mash. The year is 1990. Bobby Robson's England team hold a rushed meeting in the hotel foyer after two stodgy Italia 90 group game performances and plead with management to change the team's meals. After much deliberation, Robson agrees. Out go the pasta and sauce and in comes the traditional English bangers and mash. Almost immediately after getting their teeth into a juicy Lincolnshire sausage, the England team's fortunes change. Thrilling, sausage-inspired wins over Egypt, Belgium and Cameroon soon follow. And England meet arch-nemeses West Germany in the semi-final. Then, disaster strikes as the lorry carrying the team's sausages is struck by lightning. And Robson's boys are forced to eat pasta and pesto before the game instead. In a cruel twist of fate, it was the Germans who had access to the sausages in a bratwurst sauerkraut stew. And the rest, as they say, is history, as England suffer a heartbreaking defeat to West Germany on penalties. Both Chris Waddle and Stuart Pearce's wild penalty misses both attributed to extreme sausage withdrawal. But folks, do not fear. Bangers and Mash is back and is Bush's main course on the Hometime Pub Grub Showdown. 
Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Show with Bush and Richie. Songs to get you home on a Monday night. Time to salute some heroes. That's what we do every Monday night with the Hometime Taxi Club. Are you driving someone around right now? Maybe off to an after-school club. Maybe you've dropped them off and you're just sat in the darkness in the cold waiting for them right now. Maybe they're a workmate catching yet another lift home and they've never said thank you to you. If that is the case, then get in touch with us. Salute these peer, uh, people for the Hometime Taxi Club. We want to give them the recognition they deserve. I've got a very special uh, Taxi Club member on the phone right now. It's her birthday. It's Sarah. Happy birthday, Sarah. Thank you very much. Yay. What are you doing for your birthday, then? Um, we've just literally walked through the door of TGI Friday in Guildford. Oh, another TGI Friday on a Monday. This is outrageous. On a Monday on a school night. How bad is that? Do you know what? Right, I don't. I don't mean this in a bad way. Love the food at TGI Fridays. Do the people with all the badges get on your nerves a little bit, or are you fine with that? Yeah, I mean it's very quiet actually tonight. I think we're the only people here. We've just arrived, and there's no one else around. Oh, you got the restaurant yourself. <laughs> well, the other question <laughs> is, uh, who yeah. drove you there? Because this is the home time taxi. I hope you have not driven yourself my on husband, your birthday. No, my husband Mark, he drove me. Oh. But I'd possibly drive him back because I don't drink, so he might have a beer and then I'll drive home. Oh, Mark's living the dream in that little setup, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He can just sleep on the back seat. He's absolutely sorry. It's yeah. Mark's night out. I've only got a mini. He can't get in the back of a mini very well. God knows he's tried. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't mean a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not detour off here. Happy birthday, Sarah. We better go. Thank you very much. Thank you. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Here on the Hometime Show. Look, if you're dropping other people off this evening and you don't get any thanks for it, please get in touch tonight, 8, 12, 15. You could even be one of those people who doesn't like your other half walking from the train station to home. Yeah. That kind of selfless person. But you made a good point, Richie, during that song. It might be a bit quieter on the wires this evening. Could be a little bit. Half, time, half term for some, not for all this week. Uh, so some clubs might not be on. Well, so. Let's just see what happens. 8, 12, 15 or give us a bell. Uh, Sarah's hanging on. Where are you, Sarah? Um, I'm just waiting for my boyfriend. I'm picking him up um, as he is doing a after-school club. Um, and I've just picked up my dogs from the groomers um, who are having their nails trimmed. <laughs> There's a lot going on in your life tonight. Uh, let's start Let's start with the dog. What's your dog's name and what, um, what kind of look have they gone for with the nails and everything? Um, I've got two. They're both retired racing greyhounds. Wow. Um, and one is called Toasty and one is Georgia. So hang on. So they've <laughs> gone from chasing a hare around on a dirt track to getting their nails done. <laughs> yes, it is. Very, very luxurious life that they lead now. Wow. I tell you what, if they, if they walk into a pub and some of their old racing mates are in there, I bet they get the mickey taken out <laughs> on their front and centre. Quick question. Are greyhounds are meant to be... Uh, they're, they're super loyal, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Toasty's a bit of a... He's a a bit precious. He reminds me of a chihuahua. He's very, very protective. He likes to sit in my lap, although he does forget he's 40 kilos and uh, lots of legs. <laughs> hey, and do you have little jumpers on him? I love it when people got little jumpers on a greyhound. Yes, um, Georgia has got um, a skull and crossbones. She's like a <laughs> pirate. She is a feisty girl. <laughs> um, and Toasty's got a tiger because he's a bit of a wimp. He has to, he has to look well hard. Do you know what? Mate. I know we have the Home Time Taxi Club on a Monday. Yeah. I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works. It's just a title at the moment. We need to find a day of the week to have the Home Time Dog Club. Do you think they'd be up for a dog club? Without a doubt, yeah. Yeah, and get these dogs the credit they deserve. Because some, the, some of the characters, like dog-wise, we meet when we've been on the phone to people, they're as interesting as the listeners phoning in themselves. You know what I mean? 
Breed of the week. Breed of the week. Breed of the week. Breed of the week. Breed. Should be Greyhound. I already put your order in for the first one. Good to speak to you. Take care. Sarah. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. I uh, I had to obviously cut tape with my teeth to, to use as my temporary Minky de Bobbler, and uh, some of it went in my mouth, which if you, it takes you back to, you know, wrapping presents days when you would get a bit of the salad tape in your mouth. It's yes. disgusting. I'm just looking them up. I, I love... Our show sponsors, Tesco Mobile. Yeah. Absolutely love them. They're, a They're good wonderful bunch. people. But um, should they ever decide that this show is not for them anymore, I might go to the Minky Corporation. You stay away from Minky. <laughs> Just imagine. Don't have overtures to the Minky Corporation whilst we're still under contract to Tesco. Bush and Richie with Home Time with Minky. <laughs> <laughs> 